Welcome back. This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Wellish. Hi, guys. I had a little bit more of an anxious week this week. So if you're seeing me and it looks like I have no eyelashes, that's because I picked them all off. <laughs> Not literally, but they're all broken. So. Did you guys hear that thunder? Two weeks in a row, we've got thunder for the fucking show. What is that about? Is that a sign? Oh, my God. See, look at that. Anxiety. What's wrong with me? Okay, so relax. (laughs) What I want to talk to you guys about today kind of correlates with my anxiety-filled week, and I didn't necessarily realize that until last night when it was at its all-time high. And I was like, oh my God, I have to record this podcast in the morning. You know, I'm going to talk to you guys about wellness and I've been having like anxiety mad as fuck all week. I realize now though how much my brain was trying to calm me down through trying to put together this show for you guys. So it's kind of funny how it always seems to correlate. What I'm going to tell you guys today, talk to you guys about today is not just surrounding anxiety. It can be... Oh my God, did you hear, what is with this? Why is there so much thunder? I'm terrified. Okay, anyways, the first thing I want to say before we really get into this is that when I get in these anxiety spells, I get really pissed off because I feel I've made so much progress to overcome my anxiety and to mitigate it as much as possible. And when I have these weeks or days or hour that I'm freaking out, I get upset because I feel like I should know how to manage it better and it shouldn't be happening and I don't want it to happen anymore and you know what am I still doing wrong in order to allow this to still happen in my life or especially like if I start to actually spiral or if I start to really ruminate on things I get like angry at myself because I'm like I know how to fix this or I know that I shouldn't be doing this and I will say, like I said last night, I was having a hard time in a ruminating spiral and I was not able to sleep because of it. And I will say that I feel like I did do a good job of, you know, catching myself and being aware of my rumination. And I think that that is a really big um, factor in moving out of the anxiety. That's something I was never able to do before. So being able to recognize that progress and I was able to say to myself, you know, I have to allow myself to let this go. I give myself permission to let this go so I can fall asleep. My life has not changed at all since the rumination began. Nothing is actually different. It's just that you're thinking about something different now. And being able to kind of put my focus there and I actually was able to fall asleep once I decided to tell myself that I had permission to let it go so I will get so upset with myself but being able to return to the progress that I have made has really allowed me to move forward and this episode isn't just relative to anxiety it can be relative to any you know wellness progression that you're trying to make in your life. So today we are going to talk about the five things that I wish I knew when I started my wellness journey. The very first thing that I wish to God I knew when I started my wellness journey was that there was never going to be a magical finish line. I was so fixated on that. I was so convinced that one day I would never have these problems ever again. That one day I would just never be upset about anything. That I would just live in complete bliss. I actually, like, I genuinely thought that. Like, that sounds insane. But 
it sounds insane because I'm saying it out loud, but that's really what I thought in my head. Like I had this picture of me like living in some little cottage in a meadow by a mountain with water running somewhere and birds and it's everything's wonderful and peaceful and happy. Like I genuinely had that image in my brain that one day I was just going to live a life that was going to be perfect and I was never going to have any issues ever again. And you know what's funny about that is when the pandemic happened, I remember being that being one of my major things that I was upset about mentally was not having anything to stress about. Like I didn't have anything to worry about or care about. And that made me feel like I had nothing in my life. And not that I'm saying that I want things to be stressed about or I want things to be upset about, but it was that there was nothingness happening. And that's kind of my, that was my perception of what peace was, was having nothing at all. And that's not a life. And it kind of goes back to that corny saying of like, you can't have the good without the bad. But to think that one day I was going to cross this magical threshold and all would be well is asinine. It's always going to be a work in progress. It's a combination of the good days and the bad days that make up a good life. And again, corny, but like it is. It's an accumulation of days over time that you could potentially look back on and realize that there's hopefully more good days than bad days as you continue to progress. It's not going to be 100% good. It will still have the bad days you know, sprinkled in there. But when you can look back and recognize that most of the days you did well, you overall will be able to feel good. There won't be an aha moment of greatness that you realize like, I did it. I'm here. I made it. I've crossed the finish line. There's going to be things that are aha, like little moments. Like you might hear something or something might click and you're going to be like, oh, my God, like that's how to fix it. Or like there's just these like tiny things that accumulate over time. But it's not one massive aha moment. And you can take those tiny aha moments that accumulate over time and continue to apply it to your knowledge and to your experience. But drop the expectation that one day you'll be a 100 percent healed. And I've talked about this to you guys before, but being 100% healed is never going to be a thing because things are going to keep popping up into your life that you're going to have to heal from. Whether it's things that hit wounds that you already have, like if you have trust issues or rejection issues, neglect issues, you know, whatever, whatever your problem is, you know, those things are likely to get touched throughout your life or new things are bound to happen because that's just how life works. Bad things happen and you have to be willing to accept that that's just the way that life is. And if you think that you're 100% healed, you're going to be let down. You're going to be disappointed every single time that shit happens because you're going to feel like you have to start all over again and you don't have to start all over again. It's just that you can use the knowledge that you already know and take that new thing in and work through that. And it's going to suck, but you'll be better at it each time that stuff happens because you're going to have more knowledge and more experience and more acceptance within you. You know when you make the horrible mistake of like going way, 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 way back in your Instagram or on your Facebook or you get those like memories from Snapchat or from Facebook and you're just like, oh my God, like, and, and there, when you were younger, like, you know, 
high school or college and you thought at that time that you were hot shit like you know wholeheartedly that when you took that picture or when you were with your friends or just even at that time in your life you thought that you were the fucking shit and you look at it now and you're like what is that little rat on my screen that is disgusting (laughs) or honestly like like I said like Facebook um the old Facebook statuses that they come, they come back and you're like, what was I thinking? Why would I say something like that? It's the same exact thing with your mindset. It's just that there's not physical evidence to show us the progress that we've made. It's that one day in the middle of some psychotic break that you're having, you are like, oh my God, wait, but I used to maybe handle this so much differently. And you realize how far you've come. And it just happens randomly like it'll just pop up that you remember a way that you used to handle something and recognize how much differently you're handling it now and you can see the progress that you've made and you can see that you are actually making progress in your mindset it's just that because we're in this constant state of you know trying to figure it out and when we do have our lows It feels like we've never really left, but you are in a constant state of improving yourself. And it's just hard to see because there's no physical evidence of it. You might have to actively remind yourself to do the things that you're not very good at or that you seem to do when you're heading towards a more toxic mindset. Like, for example, as a people pleaser, I do still obviously find myself caring what other people think. And I have to actively remind myself to not care, to not put people's opinions so high on a pedestal or put so much weight on people's opinions. I always thought that I would just stop caring. I always thought that one day I would just not care anymore, that people could just say things and it would fucking bounce off my chest and I'd be great and I would give a fuck what anybody said because I knew that it didn't define me. It didn't matter. But that's not reality. Although I Like I said, you can look back and I can see now that I'm much better at not internalizing what people think of as much because I continue to practice it, but I have to continue to practice it. I have to continue to remind myself in those hard moments to not care. This makes me think of me trying to live my life through my Pinterest inspiration board. (laughs) I have, again, this like ideal vision for my life. And when I'm feeling like I'm not there, it irritates me and I again, think that I'll reach this like aha moment of wonderful magicalness of a lifestyle. And it irritates me that that never really happens and that my life doesn't look like a Pinterest inspiration board. While I think that it's good to have the inspiration, I think it's good obviously to have things to try to manifest in your life, things to try to work towards, having actual visuals of what you want your life to look like so that you can actively work towards creating that for yourself. You have to be careful to not be comparing your life to the inspiration board because then your actual real life starts to look dingy compared to pictures that were literally made to make life look wonderful. If you can shift your perspective to look at your real life through the lens of the Pinterest board, that is what I have found has really made a difference. And let me explain that a little bit further. So I was at Dairy Queen with my boyfriend and we were just sitting in the parking lot of some dingy strip mall eating our blizzards. And I was, we were having a conversation. And so I I turned in my seat. I was in the passenger seat. I turned 
and put my back against the dashboard and like my feet were up on the back of the seat so that we could look at each other and talk. And I had this moment of like, this is a cute little Pinterest moment. Like this is is a cute little date or whatever. It's just like switching my perspective like that, like actually sitting and actually turning around to face him kind of clicked that in my mind. And when I thought of it like that, it made it feel more like a date. It made it feel more special than just like sitting here being like being angry that we're this is all we're doing tonight. We're just going to eat ice cream and sit in a dingy parking lot like that sucks. What, why are we so boring? Why do we not have a life? Like, yeah, if I fucking constantly focus on that and I constantly think that of my life, that's all I'm going to see. But if I actually put intention towards spending my time there and honestly it's not even about like putting attention towards spending my time there and putting attention towards being on a date with him like it's it's just like thinking about how I'm thinking about it does that sound weird like I'm thinking about how I'm picturing this moment and if I can look at it through the lens of a Pinterest inspo board and see it that way it makes life so much better for me like I can look for things in places that are prettier like I when I get flowers from the store and I put them in the cart and I have my little purse next to it it just like it looks cute it looks like a Pinterest inspo board or honestly just like doing things that are going to align with what makes the Pinterest board your inspiration like I like to shop at Trader Joe's instead of Walmart now I just like the environment of it in there I like the the colors in there like it's just literally visually like I enjoy what I'm seeing compared to what I used to be seeing and I'm making my life more in line with this beauty that I'm trying to embody in my life the same thing goes like just what you you look like like looking nice when I leave the house instead of leaving my house in giant clothes or my pajamas or no makeup on like actually putting in that little bit of effort and making myself feel good and look good that all correlates with the life that I one day would like to become my magical threshold dream life you just have to start acting like it and it'll be a little bit more realistic for you compared to just sitting here and expecting that one day you want it to happen which leads me into my Next thing that I wish that I knew when I started my wellness journey, you have to take action on things. It won't just fall into your lap. So much of the time, I expected, like I was just saying, life to just fall into my lap. Like one day I would have this wonderful life. And even though I knew that, you know, I had to do something in order to make that happen for myself, I just, I don't know, I felt like, it would just happen for me one day and I wouldn't need to put the amount of effort into it that I really do. And you know what else? I'm not referring to, you know, a giant career or having tons of money. And like, yes, I, I am talking about those things and you do have to take tiny steps every day to, to get to that too. But I'm actually just talking about like your day-to-day -day life making that look more in line with how you want to live it. Like I was saying, like going to Trader Joe's instead of Walmart and dressing nice and looking nice every day, like doing tiny things that are going to get you closer to the life that you want to be living. And you actually have to 
put an effort towards it. Like you actually have to take action in order to make it happen when you might not really realize the things that you have to take action on. Let me elaborate. I was talking to my friend and she was like, when does a person have a routine? Like when do you start having a morning routine and getting ready in the morning? I just figured that would happen once I was an adult, but I don't really do that. And I was like, I literally just had to start doing it. I wanted to do it. Like I wanted to make sure that I was better about getting my day on the right track. And so I started incorporating a morning routine one day and some days I would fall off, but then I would get back on it until eventually I created it as enough of a habit that I cannot wake up without doing it or I cannot go to bed without doing that routine. And I think it's funny because that was totally my mindset. What she had said was totally the way that I used to think was that one day I would just become an adult and I would do those things. Like I would become an adult and I would be organized or responsible or have a clean house or have a lot of money or have a good wardrobe. But you actually have to make those things happen. Like you have to put intention behind when you get a paycheck, like making sure that you're buying some new clothes and getting rid of the ones that you don't like. You have to continuously make sure that your house is clean, having cleaning dates, or honestly, every time you take something out, put it away. That's one of my biggest fucking issues. Like I leave cabinet doors open. I'm basically like a frat boy. Like I literally like I'll leave cabinet doors open. I leave lights on. I leave cups everywhere. Like I'm not the dirtiest, but I also just leave shit out constantly like dishes I'll put them in the sink is my dishwasher completely empty and ready for dirty dishes yes does my sink still get piled yes why like I have to put effort into having a clean home and then I will have that in my life and it's like this weird thing that I think because I was raised by a person that had a clean home I think that I will too like I think that automatically that just happens And it doesn't like you have to actually put the intention behind making these things happen. There is a apartment underneath me that has been the people are out of there. And so they're redoing it and they left the door wide open. And so naturally we walked inside (laughs) to, to look around. Actually, I'll be totally honest. That terrified me. I'm very much a rule follower, but my boyfriend isn't. And so he was like, no, let's go in. Let's check it out. And I was like, that seems like we shouldn't do that. But he went in. So I was like, fuck it. I'm following him. So I went in there and it was fucking gross in there, guys. Like, gross not because they're redoing it like the walls were gross the floors were fucking gross the carpets were fucking gross and people live like that you know like it was just such a wake-up call to that my place is a lot nicer and I'm not saying anything bad like who knows what those people's situation is it's just that you have to put intention behind making your house nice you have to put intention behind like these things that are going to make your life better and they're not these huge things there are simple things that you can do to create a more well life for yourself a more healthy life for yourself you have to make that conscious effort for every little thing like washing my face I want to wash. you know I never washed my face ever I didn't take my makeup off when I would get home for the night I literally would just like go lay in bed didn't do those things. Like I have to make a conscious effort to make sure that I'm taking my makeup off, to make sure that I'm going and washing my face, to make sure that I am taking action on the things that are going to 
make my life easier, make my life feel better. And the thing with this is that it's not going to feel great at first. Like it's going to be annoying and, you know, you're going to have to, it's almost like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Like you're going to have to do things that don't feel right all the time like I don't want to do my dishes all the time but I know that if I don't want my kitchen to look disgusting because the thing is too is once it starts to get dirty it continues to get dirtier because I don't care you know how that happens so if I just like put that little bit of an intention in then I always have a house that I feel good about being inside instead of just having the house once every few days when I decide to do a mass clean as annoying as that is at first the more you do it, the more normal it becomes, the more habitual it becomes. Like I was saying about washing my face, like there are definitely times even still like now. OK, so now I used to never wash it. Right. And I would just go to bed and I wouldn't give a fuck. And that would happen when I first started washing it like it. You know, there would be like a day, maybe two days, three days that I wouldn't wash it. And then I'd be like, shit, I got to get back on it and I got to try again. Now I've made it so that if I go to bed and I don't wash my face at night, I'm thinking about it. Like I'm actively, I'm aware that <laughs> my face is dirty and I didn't wash it. And I make sure to get up and wash it the first thing in the morning. But I do still have those like falling outs, but it's far and few between. Like most my nights and mornings, I am setting the, I am just doing that automatically now because I've created that habit. So the more that you incorporate these things into your life, the more regular it will become and the less out of your comfort zone it's going to feel like. If anything, it's going to create uncomfortableness not doing it. It takes baby steps. I always thought that I had to have it all figured out right in that moment, that I had to have all the action steps planned out and being taken as soon as the thought or the new idea to improve my life popped into my head. I had to have it all problem solved and I was going to do it until the end of time until I die. And that's not realistic. <laughs> like that's not going to happen. You're going to have days that you don't do things. It's just that you have to intentionally put effort into making them happen so that it's consistent enough and shows up enough in your life that you're creating a habit and it is in your life enough. The third thing I wish I knew when I started my wellness journey is how much taking care of myself physically plays a role into my mentality. The first time this ever registered for me was when I spent 75 days straight eating completely clean, drinking a gallon of water every day and working out twice a day, one of those times being outside. This consistent maximum taking care of my physical self, I was mind blown by how clear my mind was. I have never experienced clarity in my mind like I had during that time. And it was like such a fucking obvious realization because it was like no shit that if I give my body, my brain, the nutrients that it needs, no shit if I drink the water that my body needs since it's made up of like what's what is that statistic? It's made up of like 70 something percent water. Your brain is made up of that much water. And I'm not giving it water ever. Like I'm just cruising around living my life peeing make twice a day with like brown ass pee. Sorry, maybe that's TMI, but that's the truth. Like I did not drink water at all. I got my water from eating like the food water that was in food. Like I have no idea how else I got it, but I did not drink water at all. And I did already work out, but you know, taking the time to spend 45 minutes outside like and get vitamin d that made a difference and 
there were days that I didn't work out or there were days that I would fall off from exercise and like making the point to move my body every day, no matter what that looked like, you know, it didn't have to be lifting weights all the time. And that was another issue that I had for a while. And that's a different topic, but like getting stuck in one specific way and thinking that I have to do everything one specific way, but it doesn't have to be like that. Like I could go for a walk. I could do yoga. I could just sit here and stretch in my chair for five minutes, just doing something to move your body. And putting intention into doing that made a huge difference in my mental. The other day I was getting anxious. Uh, This week, I literally told you guys about that. Like this is probably like Monday, like one of the first days that I was really feeling anxiety. And I was like, well, bitch, you haven't drank water in a while. Like, so I know in my head that like that's the way that I have to operate now. And it's irritating that I don't still do that as much as I should (sighs) but at least having the awareness and at least knowing that I do have the tools in order to fix it and it's something as simple as taking care of myself it's like a car like if you don't change the oil if you don't put gas in it if you let the things explode I don't know how cars work but if you don't take care of it you let the gears get rusty it's not going to operate at all or effectively. Your body works the same exact way. You need to put the nutrients into it that it needs in order for it to function properly. And this isn't just like me preaching, be healthy and go exercise and eat right. It's actually everything. I was listening to, um, she's, this is a woman that talks about uh, being classy. Her name is Anna Bay. I really like her. I haven't listened to her in a while, but she's really good. But she talked about one of the things that she said a classy lady does is showers before she goes to bed because the thought of getting into bed with somebody else without showering is disgusting. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. Like if we lick each other's body parts, like you can sleep next to me if I haven't showered. I'm not that dirty. But my point is that when she said that, I tried it, right? I tried showering at night before I went to bed and you guys I I was a dirty bitch all right I told you guys I would go to bed without taking my makeup off I wouldn't wash my face yeah I like would go three four days three days before pushing it without even body showering oh my god I can't believe I'm fucking admitting this to you guys it's disgusting but I you know I only would brush my teeth in the morning not at night I would brush my hair just when I woke up that was it I wouldn't do these things to like physically take care of myself and then sit there and wonder why my mentality was so fucked up. And it wasn't even like I was doing that because I was severely depressed. It was just like that's the way that I operated. And so once I started doing that thing that I would shower at night, I would brush my teeth in the shower. And I remember just sitting there thinking like how good I felt and like how nice it felt to to be clean and to have brushed my teeth and to carry that through and now I don't I shower in the morning I'm a morning showerer it's part of my morning routine but taking these intentional steps like I started flossing like that's another thing that I used to never ever do taking these intentional steps to physically take care of myself brushing my hair before I go to bed taking vitamins you know just all of these things to actually take care of my physical self has made such a difference in the way that I care for myself mentally and it goes back to what I was talking about for point two about taking action like it does take intention to start creating these habits and to start incorporating this into your life but 
to do something so simple can make you feel so good. Like you don't realize how much of a difference it can make in your mentality. And you didn't even have to like go to therapy. You didn't even have to like do all of this inside soul searching and working with your inner child and shadow work and all this shit. It literally is just taking care of yourself physically can make such a fucking difference mentally. Now, it's not going to cure everything, obviously, but it will make you feel so much better that it will be easier to focus on clarity in your mind. It's so easy to get caught up in your day and not put intention behind things like uh, when I'm working I get way too caught up and I forget to eat like actually for example I still haven't eaten today (laughs) um because I just get too stuck in the swing of things I get too quote-unquote busy and have things that I prioritize more getting done than actually eating but taking the time to get up and make myself something to eat again takes intention But once I do it, I feel good and I feel good at the end of the day that I ate everything that I was supposed to, that I, you know, made my body. I, what do I, what word do I want? That I nutritioned, nutricized, filled my body with the right nutrients (laughs) throughout the day. It makes me feel like I accomplished something and it makes me feel good, which again, correlates to that mentality is that it's like it it makes you you set a goal and you accomplish that goal and it makes you feel good the fourth thing that I wish I knew when I started my wellness journey is that I might not understand all of the things that I was learning I needed to be patient and I needed to trust the process and I needed to have the ability to look at it from different angles I would listen to self-improvement things or I would read self-improvement books and I would hear things and I would think I understood them. I did understand them on a literal like my brain works (laughs) type of sense, but I was never able to continue to practice it long term. I would think that I was going to now incorporate this into my life and I would try to practice it and practice it, but it always would fade away. I was just like hearing it more surface level rather than having the patience to allow it to actually register and click inside of my brain. All of those cliche quotes and not even cliche, but like the books that I would read, I was taking it so literally. And while you're supposed to do that, I suppose, I just like didn't pick and choose things from what I was learning that would actually apply to me and fit into my life and I didn't realize that I might remember things from what I've learned once it did fit into my life like there's been so many situations that I've heard things over like I've heard something over and over again and I would think that I understood it because it would be simple and then one day something would happen and I would be like oh uh, that's what that means and then I wasn't needing to put this crazy effort into practicing it into my day-to-day life for it to eventually fade out. It's just that I would fully, deeply, truly understand what it was saying suddenly, eventually, and it just would fit into my life. Like, for example, my whole life, my whole life, I would be told, mostly probably by my mom, (laughs) but would be told to slow down slow down you think way too fast you're doing things way too fast you're going to screw up and that's when I make my the most of my mistakes is because I'm moving too quickly I'm thinking too quickly I'm speaking too quickly um I'm taking action on things too quickly I 
kind of live my life like that since my brain is so chaotic that I think I have to do everything right now. Like I think that I get like too hyper. Like for example, when I bought my car, I found the first car that I thought was good enough and I bought it. And like looking back, that probably wasn't the best choice. And I my I love my little Henry car, but I probably could have kept looking and found a better option. But because I found something that worked enough, I was excited about it and I jumped on it as quickly as I could. And I don't take the time to like think things through all of the way. So from literally moving too quickly, like with my words and my actions to just like the way that I think and I operate, being told to slow down has always been a reoccurring theme. And because that's such a literal thing, because I was like, slow down for sure. I got that. No worries. But would continue to not slow down. (laughs) And then one day I was driving and I was always like a really aggressive driver. Like I would get like road rage and I would like swerve and I would speed and I would do all these things. Because again, everything I'm doing is so quick. (laughs) So I heard something that again is such a literal thing that clicked with me and then allowed me to click with the slowdown. I heard you don't have to prove yourself to anybody. And while I'm driving like a fucking maniac, I was like, why am I trying to prove that I'm a good driver to the other drivers on the road? Like nobody is looking at you. Nobody cares what you're doing. Like I wasn't even trying to prove it to the other people in my car because I would be alone in my car and I would still be like driving like that like trying to be like fast and furious like trying to prove that like I was like I don't even know like a spaz is that what I'm trying to prove I have no fucking idea but it started clicking like slowly as I'm sitting there I was just like oh my god like everything in my life I was like I don't have to prove myself to people like I'm trying to do everything so quickly because I'm trying to prove that I can get things done or prove that I'm good enough or prove whatever and so I think that the faster I make that happen the quicker I'll be able to prove myself so I had to allow myself to have that realization in order to have my slow down realization and now even though I still will find myself doing things quickly I have the awareness and I'm able to say slow down And I know what that means (laughs) and I can internalize it so much better and incorporate it into my life with ease instead of trying to force myself to understand something that I truly, really don't. Another one that really clicked for me was a speech given by Matthew McConaughey. He said to give yourself permission to not be perfect. And that clicked with me as a perfectionist because when I hear don't be a perfectionist, don't be a perfectionist, don't be a perfectionist, like you don't have to do everything perfect every single time. It's like, okay, I get that. I get it. You know, it's like you get it literally, but I needed those words to allow it to actually click for me, to allow it to actually be like, oh my God, give myself permission to not be perfect, that it's okay to not be perfect. And again, it sounds so simple and it's not like there's any rhyme or reason why those specific words clicked for me. It's just that eventually though that I heard it eventually I was like, oh, uh, okay, I have to just allow myself to not be perfect. It's not just don't be, if that makes any sense. Things will click over time. There's so much shit that you don't realize that actually sticks in your subconscious. Like if you're making a consistent effort to improve yourself, which I'm sure that you are if you're here listening to Wellish, 
then you will remember things that you have heard or read over time. It could just be a random fucking quote that you saw on Instagram or it could be an entire book that you read. Even if you can't apply it at that specific moment, you're gonna, you, you'll be surprised by how much actually sticks in your brain and you might not even realize what it's from or why you remember it. But one day something will happen to you that you'll be able to now apply that teaching into your life and you're gonna be like, oh, oh, uh, that's what that means. I totally get that now. Or even if you go back and you see the same shit or you read the same shit, it might click more with you because you've experienced new things and gained new knowledge that you can now look at it from a different perspective and it is now applicable to your life. And even if maybe it could have been before, now you understand how to apply it to those specific situations that you didn't know how to apply it to before. It's just as you continue to gain this knowledge and you continue to improve yourself, things will start to fall into place and you have to allow yourself the time to make that happen. You have to be patient with yourself and trust the process. Trust that you will understand the things that are most important for you and the things that were in the book or whatever you read that don't apply to you won't and you won't remember those things. It's kind of like a fate thing. You just have to believe that the things that are going to stick with you are going to be for a reason and the things that didn't weren't meant for you. They didn't apply to your life. Not every single thing in a, in a book or every single thing in a speech or every single quote that you read is going to be for you, is going to relate to you in your life. But the things that are, trusting that they'll stick with you and one day you'll get it and it'll make sense and you'll be able to apply it to your life. The fifth and last thing that I wish I knew when I started my wellness journey is that pounding straight up wellness into my head would actually have a negative effect. I would read all of the books and listen to all of the things in an attempt to make my life better, to improve myself, to make me feel good, to reach that magical threshold moment to become this well-rounded, full potential, great version of myself. But I would find that as I was doing those things, it actually made me nitpick myself even more and find things that were wrong with me even more and not feel good enough even more. And I would get this like feeling of being trapped because I would still be experiencing the mental health issues or I would still be experiencing like whatever issues I was having at that moment and feel like I was talking about at the beginning of this like I know how to fix this I know how to fix it why can't I fix it I know I have the tools I've just read about this I heard something about this but here I am like an idiot not able to freaking do anything for myself and then it turns into that spiral and it's just like being way too hard on myself, being way extreme in trying to figure everything out because this is the only thing that I'm focusing on. It's like the only books that I'm reading, the only things that I'm listening to. And so while it's cool to have that stuff in my life as much as it is so that I am aware of as much as I can be and I can improve myself with that being the main intention in my life, when it's the main intention and I am struggling it, it creates these negative effects more than good ones. I didn't have the mental strength that I needed in order to make the changes I was wanting to make or the knowledge of the steps that I needed to take in order to change my life. And I would just drive myself insane because I felt like I knew what to do, but I 
didn't have the confidence to set boundaries. I didn't have the strength or I wasn't ready to let go of things in my life or people in my life that I knew weren't meant for me or that didn't benefit me or simply I just didn't have the emotional intelligence to carry out what I was actually learning. And this wasn't something that I could see when I was in those situations. Like this is definitely a self-reflection. This is me being able to look back on my irritation and recognize that I didn't have those qualities that I thought maybe I did just because I read the book. Like I thought just because I read the book or listened to the thing that that meant that now I'm emotionally intelligent. Now I'm confident in setting boundaries. Now I'm completely ready to kick people out of my life that aren't doing the right thing for me, that are dragging me down. But that wasn't true. Just because I read it didn't mean that I was ready to make those steps consciously or subconsciously. And I I couldn't see that. I didn't understand that. I thought that I was there. And so I would get so upset with myself because I couldn't actually take the action instead of recognizing that I couldn't take the action because I wasn't actually there and I wasn't taking enough baby steps in order to get me to that point. I was just trying to take these major leaps and thinking that I was completely healed. Being in this constant state of hearing what you should be doing just would make my head spin. It's like what we talked about a few episodes ago about shitting all over yourself, like that you're thinking in these shoulds, I should be doing this, I should be doing this, I should be doing this, but you don't have the mental capacity to do that yet, it blows. It makes you feel like you're not good enough and then you start to beat yourself up even more because you have the knowledge but not the skills to make it happen. I honestly think that that's what happened that made me create that habit of having a constant battle in my head because I still do have that bad habit that I will like fight myself with specific things that come up. I will think that, you know, I'll go back and forth with the different options and the option that I actually did, the decision I actually made is never the correct one. And then I, again, get into that feeling of that I'm not good enough or I'm not trying hard enough or I haven't reached the fullest version of myself and I need to keep reading or keep listening to things and making it even worse compared to maybe dialing it back a little bit. Just a cute little wellish plug like that's why I love my podcast because it's not just straight up wellness. It's not just pounding wellness into your head. It's aimed to be more realistic and to have real life emotions that you experience when you're trying to become your most well self because it's not going to be a 100% thing. The truth is, is it's not that serious. It's not this intense thing that you're just going to read a book and suddenly you're going to be 100% well. You just have to, you know, you can read the books and listen to the things and take pieces out of them to better yourself, but you just have to live your fucking life and trust that you will be able to interpret things as needed and that you'll be able to handle stuff as needed, building on your own self-trust and that you can handle yourself and you can continue to improve yourself without completely causing yourself overwhelm and anxiety from it. You have to recognize when you start to feel yourself going in a more negative direction than a positive direction and make a change because you can't keep doing the same thing. You can't keep reading the self-help books, but it can be hard to see that because they're there to help you and improve you. And when you're not doing that, you almost get addicted to them because you almost think like, well, I just need to read more. (laughs) And that's not how it might be working for you. You know, it might actually be hurting you. 
I really liked when I was reading 10 pages a day out of a self-development book because it allowed me or, or just listening to like one clip of a motivational speech, something like that in the morning, because it would allow me to apply what I learned to the rest of my day that I would be able to like take that small snippet and take a baby step in the sense of applying what I heard about that day into today. Or if you're doing it at night, like let's say you would rather read or listen or something at night before you go to bed using that to reflect on your day and think about how you could have handled things better because then you're actually really making it applicable instead of trying to like force an entire book into your brain and then regurgitate it into your life after that happened and then to be pissed when you're not able to practice it 100% until the day you die. The thing about self-improvement too is it's everybody telling their own learnings and knowledge and what they have experienced and what works for one person might not work for you and Every single thing that you read or listen to isn't necessarily going to apply to you in your life. And that's okay. You just have to take pieces from what people say and pieces from different people and not listen to some people and get to know yourself enough over time to recognize what can be applicable to you in your life and what isn't. One time I heard somebody say in regards to wanting to help people that if you help just one person, even if that's yourself, you made a difference. And you know what? I feel so much less anxious. So I hope to God that there's another person out there that this was able to resonate with. But to be straight up, <laughs> not to be selfish, but that just helped me. You know, I feel like I have to remember that I need to take it a day at a time I have to remember that I'm not going to be perfect that I'm not going to never feel things again never care about people's opinion again never ruminate again it's just kind of the way my brain works and hopefully I can continue to minimize it over time but it's still a part of my life and I am so proud of how far I was able to come in recognizing these five things and making it so that I do feel so much better and I'm able to recognize these things now and I'm able to, as shitty things are happening, re realize that it's just based on people's perceptions and it has nothing to do with me and all of that good stuff. But I hope that as you guys are continuing on your wellness journey, aren't as hard on yourselves as I am. <laughs> I hope that you are able to take a step back and give yourself some grace and see that you are making progress. Even if it is minor, realizing that you're handling situations better today that you might have yesterday. And that's so fucking cool. And that's so important. Next week is going to be Michelle's interview. You guys gave me some good questions to ask her. If you've got any more, I would absolutely love to hear them. I'm super excited to talk to her. And then I do have some more interviews coming up in the next few weeks. So I'm going to be missing you. I'm not going to lie. We're not going to have um, the one-on-one -on -one time that we've been having recently. But there's super good information coming for you. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. You can follow me at underscore Sarah Ritt. You can follow Wellish at Wellish Podcast. Both of those are on Instagram and then on TikTok. You can follow me at Sarah Rittendale. Other than that, Ishies, I will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>